Hello, friends. You're listening to Profoundish. I'm today's host and birthday boy, Weston. I will be joined by Alex here shortly as we talk about my birthday that just passed, and we're going to talk about aging and, and getting older, and we're going to talk about things that we remember from the past that's different today, and then we will be deciding whether or not we will press the button. You're listening to Profoundish. time the word phantom comes up at all period i have to go phantom phantom he's a phantom right danny phantom it's just i don't so even good. remember how it goes but it's just that's what that's what i remember well it sticks in your head he's a phantom i only and know I, it because my med- medley stuff but yeah and i want a crossover this might exist i'm not actually google that i want like a crossover a remix or whatever because when i do that the like pacing reminds me of um one of the old dragon ball z like theme songs where it's like dragon dragon lots of dragon <laughs> it's the, like very much the same like spirit but one is like anime like fighting or whatever one's cartoon ghosts so it's just like phantom phantom dragon ball z well I just want, like a crossover well, dang, well, hey, you, you know could what? do that. You know what? You could do that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, your birthday's coming up. <laughs> like, hey, I could do it. <laughs> it is, and that's definitely not the topic of the of the episode, for sure. Is, is it not? It literally is, though. <laughs> I usually try to be a little bit more, more um, on the sly about the topics, but since you brought it up, hey, everybody, I turned 33 days ago. <laughs> Three. As of, as of this airing, between Alex and me, I'm not oh, actually yeah. there yet. But shh, shh. three days ago, oh. I turned thirty. Thirty years old, one foot in the grave, as they say. Yeah. Well, no, I've had one foot in the grave to start with. I was born ginger. <laughs> we don't have a soul, so you know, you know how it goes. We're already was, undead creatures. <laughs> yeah, we were born in the grave, <laughs> and we're just trying to get out before we fall back in. That's what I tell people that like if I were to die for some reason, I just like rebirth in hell and then have to like crawl my back my way back up like a revenant to commit (laughs) revenge on whoever murdered me. (laughs) But it's a vicious cycle. So even if you like fulfill that, you fall back down, you work your way back out again. I am eternal and I am vengeance. (laughs) (laughs) So you may be those two things, but you're also 30. That's right. But uh, how do you feel? Well, first of all, you need to get to work on that um, that crossover, that Danny Phantom Dragon oh, yeah. Ball crossover. Let's go back. Just um, just so that we don't don't just uh, uh, completely gloss over this. Now I've got something to look forward to. I mean, that <laughs> is kind of like that is right in my wheelhouse. So I kind of have no excuse, especially with the shorts you've been doing. Where so you could do like the you could do the Danny Fan you could do the crossover. Then you could also do like Danny Phantom, but in the theme of Dragon Ball, and then vice versa mm. or something. You got a couple of options there. I I would love to see that strange like combination of audience like join together there, <laughs> you know, like I mean I'm sure there is a lot of crossover because there was a ton of you know like Dragon Ball Z was huge so yeah Dragon Ball Z was big enough that it wasn't like just anime watchers at least in my experience growing up as a yeah, kid I watched it yeah yeah as a child like it was like a I didn't really know the concept of anime yet I didn't really care to me it was just another cartoon. So, like, I definitely watched... Actually, I was watching Dragon Ball Z before I was watching Danny Phantom, I think. I forget what year 
Danny Phantom aired. I want to say 2003 or something. I, I'm, I'm pulling that number out of my butt, but that Dragon right. Ball has been around for much longer. So I've been watching that as a cartoon as a kid for a long time. Yeah. I, well, I, yeah, because I was going to say, I think we just talked about this on a fairly recent, might have been the last episode, um, where, because we talked about Pokemon too, because I watched, I, I'm not really an anime person. Nothing against it, just never got into it, I guess. But I, as a kid, yeah, I never knew I was watching quote unquote anime, but I loved Pokemon and I loved Dragon Ball Z. So it kind of broke through there, at least during that time in the, what, mid to late 90s? Yeah, mid to late 90s going into the 2000s. I mean, like with the Pokemon, for example, right? Like they're, what was it, Pokemon 2000? That movie came out and that was like huge at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, is I do see that's it's so funny because like I just I know nothing about the games or really anything about Pokemon after the first gen, I guess. But um, just because that's when I was actually into it. And is is Pokemon two thousand the one where they like there was that super weird Pokemon, but like its its name is just a bunch of question marks and it's like these weird futuristic. <laughs> Like black and white things, you know what I'm talking about. You're I'm sure talking you do. about the um, those are unknowns, is what they're called. Unknowns. Um, okay. And I don't, I don't remember the lore behind them because they're all supposed to like represent like a letter in this like ancient language or some nonsense. I don't remember, but no, Pokemon 2000 was the one with Lugia in it and Zapdos and Moltres and Articuno. Oh wait, so was was that the sec? Was that like another movie, or is there only one movie? You're educating me here. Uh, Pokemon. I'm googling it. Pokemon movies. I thought one of the movies, maybe it was the first one, like that was that like introduced Mewtwo. That one was literally Pokemon, the first movie that came out in '98. Okay, that's the one I'm thinking of. Then I just thought it was called like 2000 because it was around 2000, but I guess it was earlier. Yeah, it was a little bit earlier, and that was like literally the first movie. I actually remember that one way more than I do Pokemon 2000. Because uh, 98, that one with Mewtwo and Mew, was like super like dramatic and emotional by the end. Like you're watching Pokemon, I mean, it, they don't say it, but the idea is like they're like murdering each other by the end, right? They're like dying, yeah. but not because it's a kid's show. <laughs> right. Um, I The only reason why I knew about the movie, I must have watched it later because I was at the time that, uh, I mean, this was a couple years after the movie, but I was playing Smash Melee, which in my opinion, fight me, is still the best one ever. And I, <laughs> anyway, Mewtwo was in that one. You could play as Mewtwo. That was like the first time you could play as like Pokemon or m- more Pokemon than Pikachu is what I mean. And anyway, wow. I, so I knew about him from the game. I did not know about him from Pokemon or anything. I knew from Smash. So then I went back and watched the movie because I knew Mewtwo was in it. I thought Mewtwo was super cool. So that was my weird way to go back there. So I guess that movie was already like three years old at that point. But either way, simpler times. Bit. Yeah, they were. They were simpler times. Fonder <sighs> yeah, times. Yeah, so you, fonder times. And now you, <laughs> you're sitting here, 30. I mean, so what's old. next? Thinking about the gold old days. Back in my I use this phrase way more often than I should. Back in my day. They used day. to do things differently. We had cameras that weren't in your phone, and you had to roll <laughs> the little dial, and you developed them on film. <laughs> film, film. I mean, it's true. You know, I, I, uh, for Christmas last year, I got Steph a, um, like an old, like an old vintage camera, like authentically, it's about forty years old. 
Oh my. Um, just an old, old like Canon. Um, but it was a pretty popular one, so the price wasn't outrageous. Um, and right. it was like kind of like re like it was cleaned up and everything and, and tested and um, and then I just got like four or five different kinds of film. Um, and one of the one of the things in this like film set um, was expired like purposefully because it because it you know marriage strange results apparently is what they say. I've never used expire. I mean, I have very little experience myself using film. Our parents did that more than we did. Um, with the home video, or not the home video, with the home, like, just cameras. Because my mom used to have, right. like, a like a Nikon or whatever. Anyway, that being said, um, she's been experimenting with that film, it, just taking pictures when we go on trips. And it it's amazing how, I mean, some of those pictures turn out fantastic. <laughs> um, and, like, and I mean, like, I mean, her composition is great. That's not, but I'm not talking about that. I just mean the quality <laughs> itself. It's insane. Like, I, I forgot how, like great those movies look it's just like with uh like 32 millimeter film like for like for films for movies that's how some of these can be remastered and look so amazing it's just the quality is so high it's incredible it's just because you know you're you're dealing directly with the literal like chemicals and reacting to the world around it's not like the digital stuff is just kind of simulating or trying to approximate the image that you know you're seeing, whereas with the, the this old school film stuff, right? It's literally using the elements of nature to capture what the light coming in literally is or looks like at a yeah. sort of chemical level. So yeah, it, it's as long as it can be developed, right? Because that's the downside, right? If if there are imperfections in the in the chemistry of the film or there's something wrong with the camera then you know it's all ruined but yeah it's just yeah but but you're right there's you know there's no like other than development i guess there's no processing you know but don't get me wrong i mean i love the digital age we live in but it's just an interesting thing to look back so um did you use any like film like stuff back, oh, yeah. back in your day back in my day um i i did have like a camera of some kind. I don't have any idea what it was. Like a small, like it's not a toy camera, but like I was a kid, so like I had a camera at some point that I, I definitely like took pictures on or whatever. And more importantly, actually, uh, during uh, family reunions, one of my uncles always brought the disposable like film cameras and would hand it out to the kids to run around and take pictures of things throughout the the anniversary. Oh, not the anniversary, oh, yeah, the reunion, fun. like family reunion. That's what I'm talking about. And so, like, mm-hmm. you'd end up with a by the end a bunch of pictures, most of them probably terrible and un- unusable. But you know, because he handed out to the kids, um, some of them pretty good. And then you'd have a kind of like a candid assortment of photos from the from the reunion. See, that's so fun. That'd be so fun to look at now. You know, and it's it's interesting because I remember right around the time my family got their first like digital camera, and I don't know if it was nice or cheap for the time. I really don't know. But I do remember that there was a little dinky screen on it so you could see the pictures you took. And I just remember that realization as a kid. Like, why would I ever want to take these disposable? You can't see what you did. You know? <laughs> and then you, you just, and I wasn't thinking like, well, a lot of photographers did know what they did still, at least for the most part. But, not, you know, people like you and me at that time, it was the same thing, right? Like, I had a couple of those. And you just run around, you just look in there, snap, and then you forget about it until it's developed. 
And it's funny though, as a kid, I just imagined like I didn't really because you'd look through the viewfinder or the little you know yeah. the little mirror or whatever the not mirror but the lens, not the lens, the screen. I don't know whatever they call whatever they call it. Someone tell me I know what, you what the parts of a camera are called. But anyway, you look through it, and, and in my mind as a kid, it's like oh, it's gonna look like exactly what I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ta da. <laughs> That's that simple. And then, you know, it's developed, you know, two months later or whenever you get it done, and then you're just your thumbs in half. Your thumbs in the way, or you the it's blurred because you shook a little bit or right. No, I wasn't ever worried about that. But yeah, Um, and I know my mom was the big camera person uh growing up. She had I don't know if they were Nikons, Canons, whatever they were. She was the one that always had the camera. And we'd always have this bag. And I swear I feel like we would go through and like maybe this is a hindsight thing i feel like we went through so many cameras like i feel like we would have like a camera a year because like the some new thing would come out which i think my mom was really into photography but um yeah. so like she was always getting a new camera or we we wouldn't we wouldn't use it all that much cuz we'd only use it for like family things or if we went on a trip so it felt like we didn't use it very often but then we'd have a new camera and then no one would know how to use it cuz it's new and by the time we learned how to use it we'd be onto another camera <laughs> That sounds like a stressful way to live, that camera life. And maybe I'm blowing that up a little bit. That's the way I remember it. <laughs> In my brain, I feel like we went through a, a zillion cameras. Maybe we Well, didn't. that's possible. I mean, because, like, you know, a lot of photographers, I don't know if this was, I mean, I'm sure it's always been the same, at least since those kinds of cameras have been out. Um, but, you know, changing, like, keeping the lenses and changing the bodies, that's pretty common. Um, if you keep really nice lenses, so maybe she was doing that, and then she had to readjust. That's possible. Maybe. Never know. I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't really remember her tearing apart cameras and like salvaging parts for other cameras. I don't remember that, but I don't know. But you know what I do know? What do you know? You're thirty. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Uh, we can't let a, this go, man. It's a. It's a terrifying prospect, and you will be soon. You're not far behind. I am not far behind. No, um, I, I'm going to make it until 2024, though. So I'm, I'm just counting that. It's so <laughs> funny because I basically feel like I am 30 because, you know, I already feel defeated by 29. Like not defeated in my life, but just defeated by the, the age. Like yeah. I'm basically 30. You, That's how it feels. It's that border year where like your body is preparing for the 30. <laughs> You can feel exactly. the joints stiffening. You can, you can, yep. <laughs> you can, you can feel yourself slowing down. <laughs> yeah. Hey, actually, that's a good question. That's kind of a topic here. How? When did you first really? At what age did you start noticing? Um, and maybe it's recently, like the, you know, maybe you got this little bit of back pain, or you these weird things are happening to you that you know are happening just due to you, your body slowly getting older. It's when funny. did you start noticing that, if at all? I'm I'm still relatively fit. I, I'm less fit now than I have been in the past, but I'm still relatively fit. So I typically don't have a lot of random aches and pains that like are persistent. But every but what I have noticed over the years, and I I, I can't really pinpoint when I first started noticing. It was one of those like, hmm, I'm just sore more often than I used to be. Or this thing bothers me more often than it used to. And again, I don't have any massive like medical issues or whatever. I know um, one thing that has always bothered me for like ever um, in terms of like physical fitness, doing push-ups, my right elbow just just does not just does not appreciate that at all. There's like 
It's the inside huh. part of my elbow or whatever just doesn't it's just can't take it. It's an uncomfortable feel. I wouldn't say pain per se. Like it's not like getting hit, but it's an uncomfortable I hate it. If if it weren't for that, huh. I'd probably be able to do more push-ups. Now, when I was younger, it was pretty negligible. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, I really freaking hate push-ups. My elbow doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Or um, also, like, my shoulder. There was a period of time, not now, thankfully. Actually, I kind of forgot about this until just now. I went about a year. I think this was when I was 28. So this was, like, two years ago. I went almost the entire year when my right shoulder was in constant pain, which feels like something I should have seen a doctor about. But it was, like, the kind of pain where you slept on it funny, right? Where it was, like, really sore. And so I was like, well, I must have slept on it funny. You know, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine in a couple of days. Uh, you know, a week goes by. It'll be fine. And then it was like right. the entire year where like if I lifted my arm above my head, it would hurt so freaking bad all the huh. time. All the time. It's fine now. I don't know what it was. So, <laughs> I'm, it's fine now. If I tore I mean, something or strained something, it's fine now. I don't know. Maybe you just slept on it bad for a whole freaking year. Maybe. Which is, <laughs> Maybe I you mean, just had a bad year of sleep. Who knows? Maybe, I mean, for real, that maybe. That is strange, though. Because I, I do um, sleep move and, like, whatever. So uh, Lord knows what I'm doing when I'm asleep with no witnesses around. <laughs> right. You know, that's that's kind of – I guess I'm in a similar boat as you in terms of the – luckily for me, because I'll see, like, my peers. This is this is mainly, like, in some conversation, but I'll see it a lot, like, online with just, like, people that are our age. You'll hear a lot of – or see a lot of memes and jokes about, you know, feeling, you know, your body aches and, you know, you feel like you're 50, but you just turned 30. Like, there's a lot of jokes about that. Right. And I don't know if those are all, like, exaggerated or if it's true. I'm not sure. Because for me, sometimes this probably started around 28, too, probably. <laughs> just sometimes <laughs> if I sit, I've, if I sit somewhere for too long, I'll start to get just a little bit of this, like, lower back pain. Yeah. But it's not random. I know why it's happening. And then, like, I'll after I stand up and walk around and move, it goes away. Um, and then by the next day, it's fine. But every once in a while, that'll happen. And I remember when I first felt it. And I I know it's minor compared to the back pain people can have. But at first, it was like, God, I don't like this at all. <laughs> you know? But luckily, it's, you know, can go away pretty quick. But I'd say that's the main thing for me. And it, probably about 28 is when that started. I'm kind of glad you brought that up because that reminded me that, like, so I'm Growing up, I was a pretty flexible person. You know, not like oh, super, flexibility. Like, yeah, flexibility. I wasn't like a, an acrobat oh. level of flexible. I, I'm not like double jointed and then crazy like that. But I'm a pretty <laughs> flexible person. And growing up, I was always the person that like would sit and lounge in like just bizarre positions, right? That looked uncomfortable. <laughs> I've been told, you, oh, you look so uncomfortable. And I'm like, I'm just chilling. And I'm like literally pretzeled into a recliner or something. Um, Yes, I've seen you sit weird. Like growing up, you would sit really weird on the edge of the couch. Like uh-huh. I remember one time looking at you. This was in your basement. Um, <laughs> we used to hang out in his basement, um, and you, uh, you were like, I, I think we picked on you for it because it looked like you were halfway sitting off of the couch. <laughs> but you, like, it just looked like you were half off the couch because you had to be. <laughs> but you just. You had plenty of room. I have a weird memory that just came up about that. I don't know. Anyway, go on. Yeah, I can't remember exactly, but that's what I would do. I would perch on things, and I'd sit in strange positions. Uh, that's more difficult to do now, like <laughs> yeah, comfortably anyway. And I've noticed that where there are things where if I sit a certain way for too long, like like you mentioned lower back, it's like, oh, yeah. I've had like moments where my back just like 
cripplingly decides to seize up on me and it's like stop whatever you're doing never do it again i'm like ah, ah. and I'm like 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 i said seizing up like oh my back ouch yep yep god I'm, that's something i need to i actually want to work on uh because i was i'm like i i want to because i'll get out and walk and run from time to time i want to do that more too but i need to start like doing more like stretching and because you can Look at you can keep a lot of flexibility, but the problem is that so many of us, myself included, hand raised, like you just don't work at it, and you right. just you know you, you got to maintain that. So I that's something that I want to do. I'm going to say it on the podcast to keep myself accountable. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't we'll listen see. back, so it won't we'll matter say, to we'll me. <laughs> I was going to say we'll see how much that matters. <laughs> but but truthfully, I do want to do that. Just that flexibility that definitely goes starts to go pretty quick. Well, because it's know. it's easier. I mean, it's hard if you ha- if you're not doing it. It's hard to start. But if you can do it, it's easier to keep your elasticity, right? Than it is to like lose it and try to recover it. So like, right. if you go super sedentary and suddenly you're not flexible anymore, it's hard to train back up to flexibility after a certain, especially after a certain age where it's just your, you're just literally your muscles, tendons, ligaments, all that stuff just is just older, tighter, more fragile, right? <laughs> Right. Um, I have a question about your, about about your thirties. Oh God, I'm not in the thirties yet. <laughs> well, no, but I have a question about your thirties. Okay. All right, and it is: Do you have any particular, or have you thought about this? Like anything that you definitely want to have accomplished or accomplish during <sighs> these next ten years? World, <laughs> I know that's a big question. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's kind of funny, like. I don't think we're gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna talk about on the, uh, as a topic, right? Like things that we would we wanted to try to accomplish by thirty. Okay, <laughs> so we can circle back around to that. But but you're doing the thing that I was trying to act, act actively avoid. What do you want to do with your thirties now that you're there? And I'm like, oh God, no! I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I know. We could talk about the other thing too. Um, no, yeah. Uh, moving into my thirties. Uh, uh, it's more than ever on my radar to change careers, um, and then yeah. also uh, make actionable the things that I've said. That talk about the things that you know when you were a kid. What did you want to do when you were older? That certain things that are still on the table for me that I've wanted to do forever. It's like, well, okay, I'm 30 now. If I ain't gonna do it, it ain't gonna never happen. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. Like it's not gonna right. it's yeah. not gonna happen for me. No one's gonna do it for me, right? So like there's certain things like um I have uh first thing that comes to my mind, like we did that poetry episode not too long ago, right? I have writing goals that I've always wanted to achieve. That like if mm-hmm. I don't freaking do that now, I'm just I'm just not going to, right? Because it's not a part of my daily habits, not a part of my like um I, uh, it's not a part of my life right now. The things that I want to actually do in in a much bigger way. There are things that I want to write. I've got ideas in my head of the things that I want to write about. Right. If I don't do that, it just isn't going to happen. It's going to be a dream in my head. And when you're in your twenties, right, uh, you're like, oh, I've got time for that. I'll get to it later. And now I'm like, it's not yeah. that I don't have time. Like I'm not literally about to die or anything, but. At the same time, I'm at the uh, a point in adulthood where it's like, well, I'm not going to start on these goals when I'm elderly, right? If, we, <laughs> if I don't do it, yeah, sure, well, yeah, soon, you know, we it, it's so like that's a good point. So like writing things, um, like I I've always wanted to be an author of books, not a book, books. All right, and they yeah. take a min- they take a hot minute to write. 
if I don't get started on that, <laughs> you know, it uh, it's not like you know I could do that anytime. But the more the more into the setting 30 it in motion, get, yeah, setting in motion. Um, I I totally agree, and especially with thirties in particular, because I've talked, I've spoken with a lot of adults. This is. <laughs> By adults, I mean people older than us, because we are adults. But um, like my parents, uh, all I'm pretty sure at one point, all four of my parents um, have <laughs> said at one point or another that the 30s were some of their favorite, like the best years. And and at first, when I was younger, I didn't understand, like, 30s, really? Wouldn't it be like, you know, your 20s or college right. or whatever? And they've got their memories of that, too. But the thing that that's great about the 30s is that You've got a little bit of that experience, you know, that, you know, w- which helps you have that that little bit uh, wider mindset and experience, which is nice. But then also you have the money in your pocket, or at least more money in your pocket, hopefully, yeah. um, to be able to spend and execute the things that maybe you'd want to do in your 20s that you couldn't. Right. So I just think it's like that's a recipe for greater success and things you want to do just for those reasons. You know what I mean? I kind of, I like that. Um, and that I, for me, that's... Uh... That feels good. That feels good to hear because that gives me uh, some some more like because that's what I'm hoping for my 30s. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm hoping for my 30s. I'm hoping my 30s are my best years of my life. Not that my best years of my life is behind me, right? The best years of my life right. are my 20s. Well, shoot, that's over now. That's <laughs> that's bleak, right? And also, there are lots of things I didn't accomplish in my 20s um, that, like I was saying, I w- I want to still accomplish. So it's like. There's stuff that I definitely did in my 20s that I appreciate, and I did have a good time or whatever. Um, but I'm kind of hoping that with some lifestyle changes and some maybe um, new, like, reorienting my my goals and my direction in life, I'm hoping my 30s are my best years of my life. So, yeah, I mean, because, like, you know, it's good to, you know, at this point to, I mean, it's always fine to look back, but look forward because... Who knows, if you would have tried to execute or follow through certain things in your 20s, maybe it wouldn't have gone as well. Mm. I know, you you know what I mean? Like looking back, just because you didn't have that experience or you weren't thinking things the same way. You know, we're always growing and learning and more about ourselves and the environment around us and just things in general that maybe you're in a better place now to do it. So, yeah, that's I'm glad it's encouraging. It's definitely encouraging to me, too, as I very quickly approach 30 as well. (laughs) Right. And Um, for me, it's not even about like not being able to do things in your 20s that you'd be better off doing in your 30s because some people still figure it out and take those risks and whatever. And that's totally fine. I do. I think the biggest thing about the 20s that I've um, achieved is I've gotten to know myself so much better. I think when you're like if you go all the way back to childhood, you're just when you're a kid, you're learning about the world. When you're like a teenager, you're learning how to fit in. When you're in your 20s, you're learning who you are. And then when you're in 30s, you know who you are. You know about the world. So it's, it's like you, right. you were kind of like gonna do about saying it? Yeah. this, right? Like you develop this experience. I spent my 20s learning who I am and what I'm into and, and just what, you know, just me, learning me. And now that I know everything that I think I need to really prepare myself, which sounds hilarious. You need 30 years of your life to prepare yourself for the world. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's not that I haven't been in the know, world. Right? We've all been in the world since day one. You know, when you're born, there's so much of that, like, oh, you got to, like, prepare yourself for going out in the world. We started out in the world, whether you believe it or not. But um, I think with all of these uh, tools, 
you know, I think that gives you a lot more confidence. Like moving into your 30s, if you've accomplished getting to know yourself and you've accomplished this experience skill sets, you can go out into the world and with, with so much more confidence than you could have in years past and understanding how to do things without, I don't know, when you're like 20 or 22 or 24 or something, there's a lot of like, I'm afraid of messing up. Or I don't want to step on people's toes. Or I'm worried about what people think of me. And then you turn 30. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. don't care what anybody thinks about me. Yeah. You know you, what I mean? Confidence, you, for me, what resonated most with that what was that word, was the confidence part. Yeah. And then I just thought about what you said after that, um, which was the what, what people think of me. That was a big shift for me going through my 20s. Um, you know, I was definitely scared. I mean, it, yeah, I'm, I'm still scared of a lot of things. But sure. one thing I don't care about anymore is what people think. I remember I used to consume things. By that I, I don't just I don't mean food. I mean like things, <laughs> media, right. whatever it may be. And I would experience things that I thought I should because peers were doing it and this was like at that same that day, that age or like 22, 23. Right. And I'd still enjoy what I really enjoyed, but I would do that by myself alone. Like no one was there watching me to make sure I was watching something. And it's so funny because I don't know why I did that. I guess if the conversation came up with, with people, I could have something to talk about with them. But yeah. th- that's that's such a weird moment in my life because I don't know when it, when this shifted, but probably 25, 26, and it started a transition after that. I remember just increasingly just wanting to do what I wanted to do. Like, right. who cares? And it's so <laughs> weird when you're... Like, it just, it doesn't seem like an option when you're like a teenager or in your early 20s. Like, this, there's so much pressure that you're putting on yourself that you don't need to put on there. And it doesn't matter how many times older people tell you, like, it doesn't matter. It does, like, it will matter to you until one day when it doesn't. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Well, it's you just know, being it's, human, I guess. It's a fun perspective change when you go from, so like, if, uh, teenage years when you're like in school and you're in high school or whatever you're surrounded by people all the time so you know what people are watching or listening to mm-hmm. or whatever consuming you know what people are consuming and you want to fit in that's kind of what i was saying about teenage fitting in even into your 20s you still know people you're still connected to a lot more people the older you get one the more of those people that were either your friends acquaintances whatever the people that you used to communicate with in some way the more of those people just disappear they're, they're off to their own lives that's true. you're in your yeah. own life so they disappear too. It's just harder to make friends. Like you're not in school eight hours a day, five days a week. You know, you're at your work. Yeah. But they, you know, your work friends have their own like families and lives outside of work. You don't really, it's not the same connection. You're not like rebelling against your parents or showing up at sporting events. It, it's a different setup at work. So two, it's harder to make friends. So you're not really adding a lot more people. Yeah. So your list of like people that can sort of, pressure you into possibly consuming the stuff you don't want to just starts to slowly vanish and you're like oh wait i was doing all this to impress who now it wasn't me i know it it's wild well plus too another thing too is yeah you definitely have less friends but i think in most cases i can only speak for me and say that i definitely keep less friends but the friends i keep are higher quality friends and i think with that if you're going to develop such a strong relationship with somebody you're just going to naturally have a lot of things in common anyway i mean that's just kind of a part of how that works 
And, and also, I think when you're an adult, you actually appreciate the spice that comes with differences more yeah, than when you're a kid. Yeah. So when you, if you're best friends with somebody as an adult, and they're like, they do a bunch of different hobbies than you, they have a bunch of different interests than you, that just makes them interesting, not weird. When you're in like high school, that makes you weird. When you're an adult, you're like, oh, and, that's interesting. And to swing it all back, if you're in your 20s and 30s, if they're into completely different things that you are, you're still at that age to where maybe I can try that and see if I like it too. It's a great time to try things because yeah. once again, I, some, one of my favorite hobbies now is hiking. And I never would have said I liked that even just five years ago. So it just, it, it just comes with time and people and age and aging and all that stuff. But God, 30. <laughs> I haven't been on a good hike like out in nature in a while, actually. Because uh, growing up as a family, we always went on like camping trips and stuff like that. And now as an adult, I haven't taken myself on like really any camping trips on my own. Because it, as a kid, since it was a family thing, it always felt like a communal thing. Like you go with people, you go with your family or whatever. Sure. One of these yeah. days, I swear, I am going to f- get a tent and I'm just going to take a weekend of myself and disappear in the woods to be uncommunicated with by anybody. <laughs> like, it's going to happen. You, I'm going to go you, on hikes. I'm going to go fish. <laughs> you should do that. Honestly, just that's great. It's like soul searching time. Soul search. Um, if oh. you. <laughs> oh, sorry. You're going to say something? You're fine. I was halfway through a thought. I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to take my notebook. I'm going to like draw sketches. I'm going to write yeah, weird um, look at uh, that. Emerson Thoreau, like. Uh, transcendental poetry out in nature. I love it. Honestly, I love it. Uh, if you ever, uh, or I guess I'm going to say when, ne- next time you make it down this way, we'll definitely, I live a, very close to Arkansas and there's a lot of great places to hike there, so you should you should join us too, if you want to do it communally again. Okay. Um, okay. Keep that Come down mind. and join us, because we'll, Steph and I love doing that. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, man, 30. I know, 30. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really, I simultaneously feel 30 and simultaneously don't. I think it's kind of one yep. of those things. It's it, every birthday. You don't quite feel your age yet, but also, uh, there's a part of me that's like, you know what? I'm ready to slowly box up the twenties and put it away and then move on to yeah. the next, to the next. And uh, that's good. Thing. That's telling of kind of what we just spoke about. You know, you're. You're you're growing up. You're maturing. You're and you're okay with how things are. That's just how it is. You know. We'll see uh, what um, I think about that when uh, this podcast is another ten years older, and I'm like, I'm forty now, and I was full of oh baloney when I was thirty back in my day. Forty. I don't even that. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Like I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if I think about forty now as I did 30 when I was in my 20s. And I don't know if it's the same or not, because it's been 10 years. 40 feels so much wildly more, like, young as a 30-year-old than it did at... At 20 years old, 40 is an... If that makes sense. When I'm 20, a 40-year-old is just like, oh, you're like... You're... That's like midlife and you're, it's not, it's not that you're ancient yet, but, like, your life's basically (laughs) over. Like, you're, if you're not settled down at this point, oh... Oh, <laughs> but now that I'm 30, I'm like, life. well, I know like people that are older than 30, you know, on their way to 40 or whatever. And it's like, 40 eh, is not that bad. <laughs> it's really it's not. older. It's it, it's older. But I don't know. And the way people live now, too, it, we, we we live very youthfully. Like I've got um, and, and we we dress it, too. And, you know, we take, you know, for the most part, good care of ourselves. I, uh, I I've got 
I've got two bosses. They're both brothers, and they're two years apart, and they're both in their early 40s. And I had no idea that they were, just because I just, you know, I'm about 15 years away in age from them. Right. But I, they just seem like, in so many ways, I can just sit down with them, and like we, we, we can share the same memories and stuff. And when reality, maybe it'd be a little different, but it's just, yeah, and maybe it's just how they particularly carry themselves. But honestly, 40 in general just doesn't seem... I mean, it definitely seems older still, like yeah. just that number itself. Like if you're 40 at that point, I mean, at odds are <laughs> you should be a parent by then if, you, if you're if you going to be a parent. If parenting is in um, your future, you probably want to be parenting by 40, roughly. Right. Especially, you know, obviously in men and women, now, it's different. Yeah. But, you I know, say, as a guy, I, I could be 50 and then like <laughs> if I have some it's, hot young 25, that's that. I, I don't think I could do that. I'm gonna pre- God, I'm gonna joke right. about it right now, but like I could joke about it. I'll be 50 and I'll have this hot young 25 year old mother. That just sounds. I know that exists, especially with celebrities, but that is that is weird. That's too many years apart. <laughs> I, I feel like it's weird, and I feel like once I get to that age, it'd be exhausting too. Because she'd probably want to go out and do all these things. I'm like, I right? just I just want to I just want to watch the game. But if I were a woman <laughs> and I was 50 and I wanted to have a child, it starts to get pretty pretty complicated. So. If you're a woman yeah, you, and you want to have kids, it's like I don't I don't know what the it's kind I, of funny. I don't know what the soft cutoff is, like medically speaking, where it's like oh, you're getting kind of like sketchy. I don't know what that is for women. I'd have to look that um, up. Like thirty the, something, forty. I, I don't know. It's it's mid it's mid mid thirties is like I only know this because and this is not an announcement by any means, but obviously right. Steph and I are kind of right now bouncing the idea back and forth. Um, to see if that's something that's in our future, because you know Steph is going to be thirty not too long after us. She's a, yeah. she's about a year younger than me. So you figure you but, got like um, six more good years to have six children. You gotta start knocking them out right now, man. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> if there's any, it will be one. But um, I've made that clear. But that being said, uh, you know we're talking about it, and it's like yeah, we're almost thirty, and then like you know usually it's like you need to pretty much have this done. Wrapped it wrapped up by around mid thirties. I mean, people have them later, obviously. Sure, yeah. But kind of, you're at your best years, at least anatom- like you know, anatomically. In terms it's of like your, the soft, the soft yeah. cap there. But you can go beyond that, um, right? But... And it happens. You've yeah. seen it happen. Um, but yeah, around thirty five or so, which kind of makes sense. But it it makes me think about my dad. My dad started having kids what people would consider late. You know, I was his firstborn, and he had me at thirty seven, thirty eight. And my mom was younger, though. They were like 13 years apart. So right. she was like in her mid-20s. But but that being said, I I put myself in that situation. Um, we actually talked about this on the like que- like asking questions episode about like going back in time and asking questions. Right. And I remember mentioning like I, I would want to know what my mom said or what my mom was thinking while she was having me at 25. Because like when I was 25, I couldn't imagine having a kid. And then... Then I'm thinking like 37, like my dad. Like I feel like if I'm 37, I don't know. I mean, I'm not there yet. That's you know nine years or eight, nine years away, whatever it some is. Some number of years. And some number of years, right? And you know that doesn't sound like I feel like at that age I'll let you know I'll have some things figured out and maybe that'll be okay. So I don't know, but 25. But who knows? I say that, but maybe it's only because it's you know so many years away, right? But 
hard to know till you get there. That's how life is. It really is. I, I could. I've got so much more I could add to this conversation. We, we we brought up the kids thing. God, there's so much more we could add to this conversation. But I'll tell you what. It's a. It's about beyond that point where we need to get to the second half of our episode. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. We'll go back to this. There's a lot of things we'll, we need we'll to circle back, back to. This. I'll invade the next episode and just be like, okay, where do we leave off? No. Okay. That's right. He breaks in. We're going to completely radically change topics and play some kind of fun, possibly thought-provoking questions. Uh, yeah, I said that. We're going to play some questions. It'll make sense in a second. Ooh. Um, we're going we're gonna to decide if we're going to press some, some buttons. We'll explain the rules briefly and shortly or whatever. Words have completely failed me. Listen to some ads. <laughs> I love buttons. Oh, good. This will this will be good then. Profoundish is brought to you in part by HastilyMadeDecision.com. Get your poetry fix from my poetry blog featuring haiku, senryu, freeform stuff, and more. Again, that's HastilyMadeDecision.com for your poetry fix. Profoundish is brought to you in part by Camp Nostalgic Saturday Morning, a show that takes a deep dive into pop culture's biggest questions. I co-host alongside Dave Rediger, and it's a lot of fun. Watch the show and see all the other content offerings at campnostalgic.org. Let's play some questions. Have you ever heard of Alex? Uh, will you press the button? Uh, are you? Is this part of a bit, or are you really asking me? We're we're right back in okay. the episode. <laughs> I'm asking. Um, I I don't. I, I think so, but I maybe not. <laughs> so this is there's this website. It, it's like it's basically would you rather's, but uh, not quite. Um, I've been sick, and I kind of I kind of uh, wanted to do like something easy for our game, just because you know I I didn't you know. I was like, oh, I want, I want to come up with some stuff. I got some ideas or whatever, but I've been sick. Let's do something easy, but also really fun okay. and thought-provoking. Okay. That's what I think. And there's this website called willyoupressthebutton.com. Wait a second. And what it's going to do, think, you may have done this before. I think, have you heard of well, this? I think I have because I think you've been aware of this website for a very long time. Am I correct? Probably. <laughs> Probably. talking about this in college, I feel like, but I could be wrong. I may have. Anyway. The whole premise... The whole premise is that um, you'll get a th- like if you press the button, you'll get a thing, but a negative thing, and you have to decide if you'll press the button or not. And I'm, I've got my I've got the website up. I'm going to read them out, and I'm going to ask you whether you'd press the button or not. But I'm going to join in as well, okay. and we'll uh, decide if these buttons are worth pushing. So the first thing that I've got up, this is just, just this is just for fun. We can create some conversation around this yeah. too. Would you press the button? So if you press the button, you'll get one reasonable wish granted, and you get a wicked sick Rolex. But the Rolex contains your soul, so you'll die if you stop wearing it. Are we are we going to go by normal human conventions and pretend that we actually have souls still? <laughs> oh, 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 because of the ginger the thing ginger from thing. earlier. Yeah. I was going to say... I, I was going to say, this was a very strong opening <laughs> to this question. Okay, before we can answer this, we really need to get down to the gravy if there are souls. <laughs> no, no, no. You see what I'm asking. I, was saying, I thought we were about to have a very uh, theological uh, <laughs> discussion. Hey, we could. That would take up the entire rest of this. We could. But that's what would happen. So about souls. 
So if there are souls, say say we know for a fact that we have souls, religiously, maybe even scientifically, there's empirical evidence. Right. No question about it. Souls exist. And if you press the button, your soul will exist inside this watch. Okay. And I, I would imagine, it says you'll die if you stop wearing it. I guess in terms of, like, souls, right? Like, you'll physically die, right? But I assume your soul would just be trapped inside this Rolex. Like, what if someone else wore the Rolex? That's Do you, weird. like soul bind with that person like two two people inside one body type situation weird i don't know hmm well you got me thinking that's what i'm wondering. you got me thinking like my first thought initially was kind of like, yeah you know i mean if i can like a reasonable wish to come true so for me it would probably be like my my goal in my personal career right like if like if i could attain obta- meaning changing careers to become my own boss and have it be successful, right? Like, you know, that sounds like a reasonable wish. It's not wishing for a million dollars or something. So I figured that'd be reasonable. And so I think about that's really important to me. But I don't know, to have my, like, my life basically hanging by a thread just by wearing a watch, I don't know. I'd kind of rather, I'd almost rather just work hard and do it myself and... Not because it's not really about the wearing the watch as much as it is the meaning behind it, I guess. Right. Like, you, you know, like, I guess I'd rather work at it. And yeah. Not have to wear the watch. Plus, I don't really I'm like actually Rolexes anyway. I think Rolexes look dope, especially if you can it says, it says a wicked sick Rolex. So like there's some pretty wicked sick Rolexes out you know, there. I would be OK with wearing a wicked sick Rolex. My question again, it's not so much. I'm not even concerned about the whole you'll die if you stop wearing it. I'll just never take it off. You know what I mean? And if it <clears throat> comes off in some way, I guess I die. My the thing is, is the whole like the Rolex has your soul. Like so if <clears throat> so say you die, right? Say you take the watch off, you die. But the soul is still in the Rolex, right? So say we're religious, as we are. Say we're religious, you die. The soul is still in the Rolex. You don't go to heaven. You don't go to hell. The soul right. is in the Rolex, right? So so it's like a weird immortality. I'm imagining like a cursed magic item in some sort of fantasy setting or something. And is there a way to transfer this soul? Like, Because we don't know the, the full context. You know, maybe or even free the soul. Or free the soul. Like, what yeah. happens if you smash the Rolex? Does that free your soul? Right, because at that point, like, let's assuming the roll, like, it's it's <laughs> off of our wrist. By that point, yeah, whatever, we're gone. So it doesn't hurt to experiment and try. Maybe here's what we should do. Let's, uh, yeah. Why don't you like press the button? Okay, I'm not gonna yeah. press it, but you press it, and then we'll take off your watch. Um. Once your wish has, wish has been granted and everything you wanted came true. Then after that, we'll take off your watch, and then I'll exper- experiment with it and see what happens. Well, see, that's the other half of this. So I was really focused on the Rolex containing your soul. I don't know what one reasonable wish would be like. Oh, there's the question I really want to know. Putting my soul in a watch. Like, you want to become your own boss. I, I do, too, honestly. But, like... Of course, that's true. I never thought I, about the stakes. Like, either Sorry to one cut of you us, off, but I never thought. Right. That's true. It is high stakes because I'm basically saying this is what I want to have happen to have my entire life hang by a thread, basically, just by right. in this watch. That's a good point. Especially on a wish where, like, become your own boss. Like, that's something you could work towards and acquire without a wish. But it has to like, be reasonable, uh, to me, though. a wish needs to—it has to be reasonable. But also, to me, a wish has to be something that, like, is— 
not quite obtainable because otherwise you would just obtain it, right? Well, yeah, but <laughs> what though? Like, what would be a wish that's, you know what I mean? That's that's, that's considered reasonable but not obtainable. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm racking my brain. Like the million dollars, like you said. Like, say say a million dollars was reasonable, but a billion wasn't, or something, right? Like, well, say there okay. is an amount of money. So, like a million dollars, it wouldn't be worth a million dollars to put my soul in a Rolex, right? Like a million dollars would be nice, but like at the end of the day, I just need enough to like live. I'm not worried about being like fabulously wealthy overnight. It would be nice. That would be great. But is it soul in a watch worthy? That's a that's the thing, right? Because then like if it's more reasonable to ask for five hundred thousand, well, that's not going to get you very far in the scheme of it all. And then there you are with your soul in a watch. I don't know, honestly. I think I, I kind of pass on this button because it has to be a reasonable wish, not a crazy one. Yeah. yeah. And my soul would be in a Rolex. I'm passing on this. I, what do you I think? I think I'm going to pass too. Yeah. Nope. Not going to happen. We both will not press the button. <clears throat> the fun thing about this website is you get to see how many people did press the button, how many people Ooh, didn't. I like that stuff. <clears throat> and this one was incredibly split 51 percent of people pressed the button 49 percent didn't that sounds about right that's a tough one dead like pretty much as dead even as you could get that's crazy wow we're in the minority there interesting hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna give us both a point as we're gonna see if we, we follow the tide or don't follow so i'm gonna give us both a point in the like against the tide i like that okay that's fun There we go. I yeah. There we go. Then then by the end of this, we can see if we're like <clears throat> like normal people or if we're like not like normal people. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. 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 Here we go. I got a second a second set for you. Press the button. You become the president of the United States, but people blame you for the problems left by the pe- last president. I mean that happens all the time anyway. <laughs> That's what I was kind of thinking, right? Like. Like, like, I don't think, I think that's just the same. Like, basically, you press the button, you become the president of the United States. Like, people are going to blame you regardless of you. Like, honestly. Right, like, yeah. So, basically, would you, <laughs> to me, this question is more like, would you press a button to become president of the United States? Well, it's funny, because you said that without even having the caveat, and I was like, I'm not interested in being president. <laughs> I don't want that role, personally, so I'm just going to pass on it, but I'm curious what you're going to say. To me, like, I don't even know what platform that I would most care about to, like, be president on, yeah. right? Like, what issues I would necessarily want to address, especially, like, the, just at this moment, really, because I'm not super politically inclined. That being said, I would absolutely press the button. Of course you would. <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> One, it feeds my already massive ego. Man, you're president. And then, uh, two... I mean, you would be president. So, like, that that's the other thing, right? Like, you would leave this massive legacy. Like, there's only been, uh, how many presidents? Oh, what are we on? 44? No, right? we're at, like, Might, 46, I, make that up? I think. How many presidents have there I'm been? guessing 46, I was thinking 44. 46, you're right. Okay. I have... <laughs> I've missed I've missed two people somehow. My brain is probably stuck from eight years ago or something. Um. Anyway... I would press the button. There's been less than 50 presidents ever. And if I was one of them, that's like a massive legacy. 
And don't get me wrong, I would try my best to do the best that I can. And I feel like I've got some ideas. I feel like I could do okay. I feel like I'm wildly unprepared for the position literally right now as I sit in front of my computer and my PJs doing a podcast. But... Right, right. <laughs> well, and you, I, would press, I would press the button. And you could prepare and all that. I guess for me, it's really... It's the stress of it all. Like, listen, if you were running and you'd let me be your VP, I would do that. Um... You know, that I feel like that's a lot less of a stressful job, um, assuming, you know, everything's kind of. Oh, you know, okay 100% I'm getting assassinated. So you better be ready. For- <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Like, <laughs> as long as you don't die. But we have to get this madman out of office now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's a th- the other thing, too, is that, yeah, speaking of like platforms to stand on, you know, for me, like, and you and I have talked about this because in a lot of ways we have some similarities with this. I just, I sit in so many weird places with different issues um, that I, it, it's hard to really label myself. And at least in this, in this day and age, it's really hard to uh, kind of make a name for yourself, politically speaking, if you really don't take some hard stances on certain issues. Like, you, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, it, well, that's what's kind of nice about like the the press the button thing, right? Like you don't even have to stand for a party, you don't have to stand for a specific. I platform. guess that's true. You're just president. You don't have to do any of that. You press the button, you're a president. For all intents and purposes, you're independent, right? Because you didn't win by any party, yeah, that's true, or by any hard stance. You're just our president, man. I, I see what you're saying. That's a good point. I, I guess that's true. You're just pressing the button, and you're president, man. I'd get I get criticized so much for being wishy washy and all that. Nah, it's no. You know what? No, you become president. Don't get assassinated. <laughs> Always wear bulletproof like armor anywhere you go, and I'll be your VP. I would love to, like, literally on the outside of all my clothes, just just very visible Kevlar armor. I want to walk around like in a full body suit of armor, like a mech. I'll be like a mech and president. I like it, <laughs> President Hasty. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, I also, it. I love how you're like, oh, you get criticized all the time, and I'm like, oh yes, I forgot. You're not thirty yet. You care what people think. <laughs> Uh, you know, if I were president, yeah, I think I think by that many bodies, yeah, I, I think I would be. Uh, I think I would still care a little bit at that. I I care not for what the peasantry thing. <laughs> Come on, I still know it's your okay. your number one thing is the, uh, you know, the legacy, the ego. I mean, look at that. I don't blame you for that. I get it. I totally get it. Like you're up there with some of the greatest, you know, figures in American history. Yeah, up there with my man Teddy Roosevelt. Your man Teddy. Yep. All right. So you're not pressing the button, correct? No button. I'm pressing the button. Let's see how it went with everybody else. I bet you most. I bet you. Let um, me guess before you say it, if you don't mind. I think. Sure. Do it. I think I am in the minority once again. I bet you more than 50% said they would be president. You would be wrong. Oh. 60% people did not press the button. You're in the majority oh. on this one. Uh, whereas 40% people press the button. Dang. What was the caveat again? another point. (laughs) I forgot what the caveat, like... Uh, The the caveat was literally people blame you for the problems left by the last president. That's right. And it's like, well, duh. Yeah. (laughs) Period. Like, Like, okay. Right. (laughs) Okay, interesting. I think we both agreed that that caveat was like... Not much of a caveat. It was mostly just, well, would you be president if you could press a button? Exactly, yeah. Okay, interesting. All right, here's here's another one. Press the button, and your life will be filled with action and adventure. But 
you're the main hero's sidekick. Um. Well, I guess I guess I have some questions because, like, as, uh, yeah, I'm the main hero's sidekick. If I'm getting the action and adventure, I yeah. don't care. That sounds fun. Let's do it. But is this a movie? Like, I'm getting confused by that part. Like, or do they mean more like the, kind of in a, in a sense of they're the person that's getting all like the attention by people around them, and you're just kind of the, on the sidelines of that? I'm not quite sure of that. Of what that? Imagine means. this. Imagine this. It's not a movie, but because movies are full of action adventure, imagine this. Real life. It's real life. You're Indiana Jones' best friend. You just happen to be his best friend, and he tags you along on all his adventures. He's like, hey, Alex, I, I got this lead on this thing or whatever. I think it's going to be a fun time. I got tickets to uh, wherever. You want to take a vacation with me? And you're like, yeah, I love a vacation. You go on vacation with Indiana Jones, and you end up in a tomb chased by cultists and giant boulders and sipping out of dubious cups. <laughs> you're constantly doing, like, crazy crap, but none of it is because of you. It's because you're friends with or somehow partnered with this other guy or gal that is just up to crazy shenanigans. I mean, you, that's the way I'm seeing so it. So you're seeing it truly, like, action-adventure. Because... You know what? That's what it says. Filled with action and adventure, right? It does. And then they do say the word hero. So, like, this guy's probably doing something since it's significant enough to save somebody or save the day or, as it were. I think the thing that threw me off really was the action part. Like, adventure sounds fun, (laughs) but action, I don't know. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't know about action. I don't know. I do like to be in bed by nine. Exactly. Exactly. I want to go on an adventure, but I do need to be in bed by nine. I feel like action just. I don't know about that. How do you feel? Oh, that's amazing. I mean, I guess, I guess like, how do, like, I, I know your take on it, but how do you feel about it? It's actually kind of funny. So, like, I don't really care for too much action and adventure in the sense that, like, it sounds like a lot of stress, but I actually kind of adore the idea of being the sidekick because it's no right. strings attached to me. I get to experience all this crap, but I'm not responsible for it, Right. Like, I get to be Watson to the Sherlock, right? I get to mm-hmm. tag along and be, like, bear witness to just an uh, extraordinary life. But I'm not the quote-unquote hero. So, like, I'm not the one that, like, villains are after. I'm not the one in, like, trouble necessarily or whatever. Like, I'm I'm playing the NPC. I'm playing the sidekick. I'm not the hero of the story. But I kind of love that. And thank God it's not a movie. Because if it were, you'd be kind of roped into it, period. Like, you would join for one thing, and then you somehow have to end up, you know, you're roped in. You you can't get out now. Not in a bad way, but that's just what the friend always does. <laughs> like, or sometimes, right. or then he'll leave. Like, you'll leave, and then your friend ends up needing you, and then you come back. Or, the third option is that you're the comic relief. Or the comic relief. <laughs> I'm okay with being a comic relief. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm totally okay with okay that. With that. I'm just, I'm thinking of, because it's so easy to think of movies, I'm trying to think of, like, movies where, like, would I like to be the sidekick, right? Like, I mentioned, I would be the Watson to the Holmes. Like, it'd, it'd be fun to be Holmes, but I, I'd be the Watson. I'd be the Samwise to the Frodo, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm i okay with these things. I'm like, I would, you know what? I would love to be the guy on the sidelines on all of this. Just, like, if I'm comedic relief, just, like, p- passing jokes or whatever. I'm actually, I, I would press this button. <laughs> I guess if my, that's the thing, I I would press the button if my life weren't really going to be at stake that often. 
um you know because that often i don't know if you're you, you won't have the choice because know, you're right? the hero's sidekick well because when i was thinking of action adventure i was thinking of it a little more realistically and i was thinking of like a story like um uh what was that movie with with the declaration of independence in the not independence day what's it called national treasure right um, yeah so, that's the one no, it's been years since i've seen it so i can't remember if there is like a lot of like gunplay in that or something maybe there is i think there is some but right but anyway um i think more about like that that is an adventure and that sounds fun and i'd love to be the sidekick in that like uncovering all of these crazy mysteries about this historical document that we've known about for years or whatever that and then you know you uncover these caves and all this stuff. that sounds interesting to me and like i would love right. to be roped around for something like that so if that's it then i'm down but like, so what do you think? But, but you're, but you know, you're talking about like Frodo and Sam. Like they get into some pretty, pretty deep stuff. So they do, you know, and like that, yeah, that's a little scary. So, but you it know is what? Scary, but also like all that stuff. Like at least you get to know that your life was like you led a meaningful life. You know what I mean? Weston, I'm gonna press that button. I'm gonna do it. I'm pressing it too. I'll be honest. I'm pressing it too. You're right. I mean, yeah, you definitely would live an exciting life. And we would be in the majority. A very nice 69% would press this button. Wow. I yeah, guess, I mean... 31% did not. I feel like that's a little higher than I thought it would be, but I definitely thought we'd be in the majority there. Yeah, I just... I, I feel like I'm not surprised. Like... I think people do like a good adventure. The action sounds scary, like right. being shot at and stuff or whatever. But like, I don't know. That I just I feel like all of us living our mundane lives kind of crave a little bit going out and and doing some just just some nonsense that's like risky, but like well, yeah, that's the just absurd and unique. That's the whole you know. There's no spoilers here, but that's the whole story of like Breaking Bad. Like that's the, I mean, that's what right? set him off was like that he was just, he was stuck in a rut and it's like, you know what? I'm just going to live a little bit. And then it ended up being a crazy story. So I don't know. I mean, yeah. Granted, granted in this case, we wouldn't be the Walter White. We'd be like the Jesse. I guess, I guess that's true, right? He's the main character. That's true. <laughs> We'd be the Jesse. But, um, but either way, like the motive is kind of there because we can make the choice. So like, yeah, yeah. I mean. Why not live a little? Let's sell some meth. <laughs> All right, Alex, we gotta cook. We gotta cook. <sighs> what 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 what's Jesse always hit... say? He always says like, he always says bitch. I don't even like he'll say like I don't even know. I've seen science like, bitch. <laughs> you... Oh yeah, I've seen that meme. Um, he uh, you know, science and stuff. You know, he'll say stuff like that. But man, great show. Still recommend it. You know me. It's one of my all times. Oh yeah. I know it comes highly recommend. I only watch stuff if it's like terrible. <laughs> hey, listen, Breaking like Bad good, is one of the highly worst recommended. shows. I never see it. One of the worst shows ever created, man. Like it's just the writing's terrible, the direction's bad. You need see, to watch you it. You can't say that. I've seen like three episodes and I liked them, so I already know it's good. <laughs> Alex, I like them, only so watch I can't stuff watch if them. I don't like. <laughs> correct, correct. <laughs> I only hate watch. Only hate watch. Uh, that's fair. All right, here's another one. You press the button, you spend 20 years of your life making a cure for cancer, but someone else takes credit for it. Interesting. It is a little interesting. 
cure for cancer. It, uh, it, fight, it fights a part of me. Right, sure. But, I mean, for the good but of mankind. I'll, I'll, I'll explain that. Right, right. Uh, well, you know, you know, it's funny because I could easily, like, on the surface right now, just say, I mean, yeah, if I'm, you know, if I'm at the place where I can do that and it, and it, you know, fixes a huge, you know, thing that kills so many of us. I mean, that's great. Right. Um, but then deep down, you put in so much time. Like, it's, I think, but then I think smaller scale. I think, okay, I spend time making medleys. <laughs> I'm not saving lives. Okay. But hear me out, right? It does take a lot of time. So imagine, like, if I made like this huge mega medley and it got millions of views yeah. and, but then for some, some way or another, somebody else gets I all the credit for it. Yeah. Like Weston, for example, like <laughs> Weston, like he produced it, he arranged it, he recorded it, he did everything and everyone's praising him in the comments and people are sharing it online. It's like a huge thing on the internet for a day. Like everyone knows about it. What, look what Weston created, you know? Yeah. I'd be pretty pissed. Yeah. So like yeah. I put, cause that's the thing. It's the time. It's the time. It's that investment right. for some yeah. reason. That's really what's doing it. It's and in this scenario, it's twenty years. So like I just turned thirty, right? If I started now, I turn fifty and I invent the cure for cancer, but no one knows I did it. Someone else, everyone thinks someone else did it. Oh man. But I mean it's the cure for cancer. That, you know what it's but it's also the cure for cancer. What it really <laughs> feels like is it's gonna be it's gonna suck. But, like, I'm going to press the button. Like, if I'm able to do it, I'm going to do it. Because it's at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not losing my life over this. So many lives are being saved right. over this. Am I going to be pissed off probably for the rest of my life? Absolutely. And I will always be the guy that goes, you know, that was actually me. And everyone's going to go, no, it wasn't. It was so-and-so. I'm going to go, no, it was me. And then there right. could be arguments. I will do that. But I'll know deep down, at least, that I did it. So without any... It'll be like some... Yeah. Sometime like long after we're dead, like someone else took credit for it. It'll be like 50 years later. And then finally all the like uh, woke researchers or whatever are making like YouTube videos. Like, did you know, actually, so-and-so invented this? Because we get that. I can't think of any examples right now, but you get that now where it's like, oh, someone's got credit for it. The, the yep. common one, the really popular one is like um, uh, Edison and Tesla, right? Where mm -hmm. we, we figured out that tesla invented all these things or whatever and edison took credit it's like it's one of those days it's like probably someone will find out and the news will spread later but we might be dead by then right and it's so hard to even if we found the truth it's so hard to rewrite history after it's already been written and right you know what i mean so like even then like because my first thought was okay well yeah at least maybe in long term i i will it will be me but it's going to be one of those things just like anything else. Like so many people are set in one way until generations later, I guess, if things continue to be taught the right way. So, so maybe, yeah, maybe like 300 years from now, they'll know that it was me. And that's <laughs> pretty know. cool. They'll know. So, yeah. One, I, I can't it. press the button because I am a cancer. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Since it's my birthday, I am a cancer, guys. I can't press this button. That will end me. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Rest in and peace, also, me. My massive ego, my massive ego. I can't take this. I'm a narcissist. I need people to know it's me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> if I don't get the credit for cancer, here's the thing: if you invent the cure for cancer, you clearly have developed some kind of skills 
right, that you can probably translate to something else in medicine, you're probably going to be okay. If it cures cancer, one, I'm probably going to die of cancer as white as I am. Like that's what, <laughs> it's going to be skin cancer, right? I'm going to spend too much time in the sun and that's what's going to get me. So if I invent the cure and, I, and that means I don't die to sun, skin cancer or something, then great. If I don't get credit for it, that's going to suck, like you said. That's going to suck. I would be upset about it, yeah. but I'd do it. I'd cure cancer. I think we're both going to press the button. Yeah, I think we're both going to press for it. For sure. Yep. And we're in the majority, which should come as not a surprise at all, in my opinion. Yep, my same. question to you is, how? what percent of people do you think press the button? The reason, okay, I was going to say a lot, but the way you asked it, I feel like it's going to be more split than we'd think, or than I'd think. I don't know. I don't know. The way you asked, the way you said it made me think that way. So I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to say it's like a pretty close, a fairly close split, like 60% or less in favor. You uh, nailed it. It's 60 40. Wow. 60% would press the button, 40 would not. I think that wow. is depressingly concerning. That really is. Like, That's terrifying. It's just not being recognized. I mean, I get it for such a great thing, but wow. That, right. That. I don't like that, actually. <laughs> like, really? I don't like that at all. Especially since it's not worded that you'll never get credit for. It's just someone else takes credit for it. Like we were talking about, like, maybe it'll be found out later and you'll right. get some kind of recognition, maybe even posthumously. But, like, man, it cures cancer. Cancer, guys. It's the thing that kills everybody. Anyway. I, okay, that 40% so clearly has not had anyone, any loved ones, like, affected by cancer. Like, I just don't understand. <laughs> but whatever right all right i want to do one more because then we'll okay. have done five that's an odd number so i'm going to do one more here for the for the episode press the button you can buy anything you want but you have to pay for however much it already cost wait what you have to pay for i want you to i want you to tell me if that makes any sense so you can buy anything you want but you have to pay for it <laughs> What? <laughs> but you have to pay for however much it already cost. That is I just, don't know what that means. We're going to skip this one. Yeah, skip it. That just means you're going to buy something. That's, <laughs> that's all that means. <laughs> I like the comment on this one. So let me get this straight. You're telling me that if I push this button, I will be able to give people money and get things in return? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> there is no way. It's genius. <laughs> okay, okay. No, for real. The, the, number five. That was clearly a dud. That's funny. You press the button. You are a genius and do extremely well in school. Uh, we're not in school, but yeah, you know, you're a genius. But you can't start homework until 3 a.m. the night before, no matter how big the assignment slash project. I think we should skip this. We're not in school. Plus, should like we skip I, this one? Yeah, that's fine. Plus, I think you would, whatever yeah. it had finished off as, you would press the button because you don't sleep anyway. Ah, who needs sleep? <laughs> exactly. All right, here's another one. Here's another one. We got some duds. You press the button. You could change any one decision from your past, but Ugh. you would have to spend the rest of your life being unable to make more than minimum wage. Uh, this is quick for me. Um, yeah. No, I no, no way. I'm. I, you know what? My life is the way it is. I I like no. how life is the way it is. Not like mine in general. Just I like how life works. You know we make our decisions, and we move on. So I am not going to press the button. I, I would like to make more money than basically nothing. So. Than, like, subsistence, right? Like, right. yeah, the I think you'd have to have... If you and I were, like, way more traumatized, right? Right. Like if something <clears throat> god-awful happened in our past, 
then we'd probably be more tempted. Or maybe if we were both like making no money, like say we're jobless, homeless or something like that, where it's like, well, yeah, I'll change something. And then now I at least make money or something. I don't know. I feel like our situation would have to be pretty dire. Extreme circumstances. I feel like you're right on one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, in my case, I'm very, I feel privileged to have the life that I've lived. And yeah, there's like things I would change just like everybody, but yeah. Is it really worth, I don't know. I mean, if you're happy where you're at, or where things are going, then clearly you made the decisions that were quote unquote right. So yeah, I'm not. Nope, no button for me. Because for me, it like there are so many things I would absolutely change. It's not. I'm not going to press this button either. But because <laughs> it's not worth that. Right. But um, there's so many things I would change. But everything I've done did lead up to who I am. If, right. if the maybe if the butt were something different, because I don't make minimum wage now, and I don't want to make less money like i like i'm comfortable with the money i made. i would love to have more don't get me wrong i'm comfortable with what i have if i had less i would be less comfortable whereas it's like there's nothing in my past like there are things that i would love to change decisions i've made things i've said i don't know i can think of so many things but you know it's just mistakes are gonna happen you'd have to be really micromanagement on your own life to like let mistakes you've made in your past like eat away at you for eternity i don't know right i'm I'm not pressing the button either and uh i think this will probably come as no surprise to either one of us that uh the majority of people did uh did not press the button yeah what percent do you think it was i don't know i guess yeah um i'm gonna say I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna be safe and say sixty. I don't have any good. I'm not sure. Sixty forty again. Ours. It's it's a lot less divisive actually. It's seventy five percent did not press the button and twenty five percent did. So I don't know if that's twenty five percent of people that really have something awful they want to change or or what. But um. Well, I mean, I I guess that that kind of checks out. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that the twenty five percent of people that press the button are people that realize they really should have pressed the button on curing cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Because <laughs> that was, it's weird that this is a lot clearer of of, a, of an answer than would you cure cancer? Yeah, I still can't believe that. That's crazy. All right, that's going to wrap it up for our game. I think, I think we got some good conversation out of this. That was fun. Between the two of us, uh, we both um, voted with the tide uh, more often than not, I was slightly more against the tide than you. I had two two uh, votes against the tide. You had one, and then okay. for the tide, I had three, and you had four. Okay, so but well, this was fun. So I'm a I'm a little bit against, but there you go. Yeah, I like that. I think it's fun to answer these things. It's kind of it's kind of like the would you rather's that I really like doing, but it's kind of a kind of a different skin a little bit. Yeah. I do like that. We might have to go back to that sometime. Well, everybody, you've been listening to Profoundish. Thank you for doing that. Uh, yeah. Like, follow, comment, subscribe, answer the Q&A down below. Do everything that you can. Support the episode. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at ProfoundishPod. Alex, where can we find you? You can find me everywhere. Everywhere. You heard me. But mainly, you can just find me on YouTube or my website. So you can type in my name, Alex Duquette. Or go to my website, alexduquette.net. That's what I mean by everywhere. Um, I'm going to give a specific plug to my medleys. 
if you're a medley fan and haven't kind of seen any in a while, well, you're in luck because my Phineas and Ferb medley is out now, and you should definitely go listen to that and hop back on that medley wagon again. Anyway, um, I also do... It other... may have come out on my birthday. It may have, <laughs> but I'd have to see the dates, but I don't think it has. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> well, maybe it has. Did you just post about that? Is, isn't it coming out the 6th? Well, yeah, I don't, I don't remember when the exact day of your birthday is. I know it's... It's the 6th. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that it literally does come out on your birthday. <laughs> I saw I saw that. So, okay, it 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 came out on a on Weston's birthday. So, uh You can all watch his medley and remember that I'm 30 now. <laughs> That's right. Put that in the comments. If you're if you're listening to this before you hear the medley, go watch the medley after this is done and then just say Weston is 30 and just see if you can confuse people in the comments. That would be funny. If it can be even just one comment that does that, I am going to be tickled. Please, Weston is 30. Just do it. Anyway, that's... I'll be looking. Follow me. Uh, you can uh, check out the things that I do. I've got a website as well, westonhasty.com. Uh, check out my gaming YouTube channel, Magic Mad Mo. Come say hi to me on Twitter at Weston Hasty. Um, that's where I'm going to leave it. Check out some of my poetry, maybe, on hastilymadedecision.com. i got some poetry over there. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, good night. Save good the world. And Save the cure whales. Cure cancer. Cure cancer and don't take credit. <laughs>